Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, Rochelle. How are you doing, Rochelle? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. I'm fantastic as always. So Rochelle comes to us with a background in, well, probably a whole bunch of different things. So a little bit of recruiting, HR, some uh, workplace experience type type work. So uh, how, what would you say you're, you're up to these days? What are some of the things that you're working on uh, nowadays? Sure. Uh, my name is Rochelle and I'm currently a senior consultant at Deloitte Canada. Um, so I work specifically in the workplace experience team. So we... Um, basically are an internal consulting team and we try to make the workplace experience better uh, for employees by incorporate by working on different strategic initiatives in the firm. That's awesome. So obviously making folks happy as they're doing their work, uh, servicing clients and things like that. And I, I love if we kind of went back in time and talked a little bit about Rochelle as a kid. So what were you like growing up? What are some early fond childhood memories that, that you are, can share with us? Sure. So as a kid, I was very outgoing. Um, I really liked hanging out with a lot of my friends and my family. I was super close to my family, still am. Um, I was also someone who was very curious. So I always liked to learn new things and um, whether it be like learning new languages, I always wanted to learn, um, like I speak English and French, but I always wanted to learn Spanish, uh, which I ended up doing. Um, I learned a bit of sign language. Like I was just like a sponge. I just wanted to learn as much as I could. And I was also very interested in traveling. Um, it was always my goal to like go abroad and explore the world. Um, and yeah, for Sounds good. memories, I would say, um, I really like playing board games with my family. Uh, I was, okay. uh, into biking a lot. So I'd bike a lot with my cousins and, uh, my brothers and sisters. And yeah, I just spent a lot of time outside. Sounds good. And uh, from from a academic school perspective, like, were you a pretty good student or were you more like on the well, languages seems to be more on like the humanities side, same with travel and stuff of like that. Uh, were there particular subjects or areas that you kind of gravitated to that? Or is it just, nah, I mean, school was school. <laughs> uh, I actually love school. Uh, okay. I think I'm one of the only one of my siblings that like really, really, really likes school. Um, I ended up going to do, you know, even like a double master's degree because I loved it so much. Um, sure. And I think I was a pretty good student. And my favorite subject was probably math because I like to solve problems. Um, and I like that it was very like black and okay. white. You could solve things easily. Sounds good. And I, I guess going through the, the school system, you had, uh, well, were, were they older siblings that didn't quite like school, even though you, you enjoyed it? Uh, no, actually, I'm the oldest of four, so uh, okay. yeah, it, they didn't like influence me or anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I'd love if you share a little bit of the, the influences along the way. So uh, obviously, you ended up in kind of business, HR recruiting, that, that sort of thing. Was that mm -hmm. always the plan? Uh, I'm sure there were a lot of detours along the way. So I'd love if you can share a little bit about where you started gravitating towards those er areas or, or not. Sure. So... I'll start off with who really was uh, influencing me or inspiring me was really my, my parents. Uh, my mom and my dad were mm. very supportive and always would tell me how important education was and how 
they really wanted me to focus only on my education. And if they can do anything in their life is to just get me, um, uh, you know, educated and, um, to, you know, set me up for life. Um, and especially my mom would keep on saying to me, uh, you know, if you do anything, like just focus on your education, like I'll do anything I can to get you through. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, and, and so I did. Um, and in terms of my path to get into where I went, where I am today. So I'll take you a bit through my journey. I'll give you like a little bit of a short story of how I got here. Um, cause it's not what I had initially planned. So, um, (laughs) I had as a child, I had really bad asthma. And so Mm. in my head, I really wanted to be uh, a doctor when I grew up and specifically an asthma specialist to basically, um, you know, help kids like the doctors were helping me. Um, so my whole, my my mindset was like, I'm going to be a doctor and then I'm going to go and do, um, a a specialty in internal medicine or in, you know, asthma or something like that, um, to help people get Mm -hmm. healthy. Um, so I ended up in some based out of Montreal. So in Montreal, you have, you go to high school and then you go to CJEP and then you go to university. So Mm -hmm. for CJEP, which is kind of like a college, I studied health sciences, um, and I realized that I really didn't like biology and chemistry. Those are the two subjects that I really didn't like. Um, I didn't like being in the lab. Um, I just, the, the subjects didn't really interest me as much as I thought they would. And to go into medicine, right. those are the two subjects that are, you know, you have to keep doing. Um, so I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to pivot and go and to do what I want. So I just... Um, after CJEP, after I graduated uh, CJEP with a health sciences degree, um, I ended up doing a bachelor's in math and stats. And I really liked math, obviously. Um, and then, but the thing is, after doing my whole degree in math, a lot of the jobs that were uh, there for me after graduating were a lot in banks and I don't know, a lot of jobs where you worked alone or more like analytical jobs. And even though I liked math, I knew I didn't want to do a job like that. I wanted to have more of a social job, Um, but I didn't, again, I didn't really know what, what it was. Uh, So yeah, I continued to uh, look for a job. And then one of my, like a friend of a friend named Nick, he randomly reached out to me one day and he's like, Hey, um, I think this degree would be really interesting for you. Like, I think you would really enjoy it. I'm like, okay. So I checked it out. It was a, um, master's of international management at Ivy business school, which is based in Ontario. Okay. And, um, he said, you know, it's a really cool program. You get to work abroad, you get to study abroad and it's a year and a half intensive masters. And in my head, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I want to do for a job. Um, I don't really know how to use this math degree. So I'm just going to go into my master's so I can kind of like buy myself some time uh, to figure out what I want to do. Right. Um, And then eventually um, uh, after graduating, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I really like marketing, uh, but it's kind of hard to get into marketing when you don't have a lot of experience in it. Um, So the first job I got was at a staffing agency in sales, account management and recruitment. So I did those three. Um, It was like a 360 role. Did that for about a year and a half. And then eventually um, one of my friends uh, heard that I was looking for a job, like to switch jobs. Mm -hmm. And he is the one, his name is Phil. And he's the one who actually referred me to work at Deloitte in campus recruitment. So yeah, as you can see, very, 
like random journey. Um, but yeah. I think I really like the way it turned out because I got to yeah. um, try a lot of different things and I know for sure I ended up where I wanted to be. Um, and Great. now after I was in campus recruitment for about a year and a half, two years, I switched over um, internally into the workplace experience team, which was a new team at that time, working on internal mm -hmm. strategy projects. That's amazing. And I'd love if we kind of dig into some of those because you, you pass by a couple of them pretty quickly where like, okay, you had this vision of becoming this doctor and then you're like, ah, eh, this is not for me. That that couldn't have been an easy decision. I'd love if you walk us through a little bit about how you made the, the, the pivot. Like, was there like a tipping point that says, okay, you know, what, I really can't do this stuff because of whatever, or were there conversations with parents or friends or family that, that helped you decide? And then you ultimately went to math and stats, like that couldn't have been a necessarily easy decision too. So can you describe a little bit more about that, that process? Yeah, sure. So I think, um, like I knew it was going to be hard. It, it wasn't the fact that I thought it was too hard and I just said, oh, I'm going to drop it. Um, I was really set on okay. becoming a doctor and not only that, but a lot of my yeah. other friends were also very set on becoming a doctor. So we're all kind of going through this journey together. Okay. So I had the support that I would need. Um, but I think I just really wasn't happy in the classes. Um, and something's really, something that's really important to me is actually enjoying what you're doing every day. Like it's not, you only have one life and it's not <laughs> worth it to be mm. miserable. Um, and so after I did a couple of classes of biology and chemistry, because I did end up finishing the degree, uh, even though I didn't love it. Okay. But I think when I realized that um, I would have to continue to do this for another, I don't know, four to eight to 10 years, I don't know, um, I, I just saw and I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I can't do this. Um, so... I did finish the degree anyway, because I said to myself, okay, what if I decide later on that, like, no, I want to do this. At least I can just go right into university and have like the prerequisites. Right. Um, so yeah, right. that's what, honestly, it was really came down to the fact that I really wasn't happy in what I was doing and it wasn't worth it to continue in something that you don't love. And I'd love if you share, now that you have this idea that this isn't for you, what was the path to kind of get on track to say, okay, maybe I'll try math and stats. Like, how was that versus any other uh, thing that was out there? Um, I think because I was in a health sciences program, a lot of my classes were biology, chemistry, physics, math. And yeah. out of all the classes I had, even all the humanities types of classes, um, I really enjoyed math. Um, I really like my teacher as well. So I think the teacher I had really encouraged me to continue in math as well. Uh, cause I was good at it and I had a very like analytical way of thinking and I just liked it all around. So, um, I just thought when I was applying to universities, I, and did you have a sense thought, of what you wanted to do with a math degree? Like, or you just said, no, I'm, I'm going to continue. I, I had no idea. <laughs> or... <laughs> I, I really had no idea, to be honest. I just thought, okay, I have to apply to something. My whole life I've been thinking about becoming a doctor. Now I have no idea. Like, I didn't even think about other things. Like, honestly, I didn't even know consulting was a job. I didn't know about all these, like, business roles at all. It was mostly just, like, science and going into becoming a doctor. So, um, yeah, that's how I ended up 
just say, okay, what's the subject I'm the best at? And what do I like the most? Math? Okay, <laughs> I'm applying for a bachelor's in math and that's it. Sure. Sounds good. So you, so you completed that degree and then what was the process between like uh, completing the degree and when Nick serendipitously uh, reached out to you? Like what was that process like? Um, so when I was in my bachelor's degree, I actually went on exchange for a year. So I studied in okay. um, England and also in Spain. Um, and then I had an internship at Disney World in Florida. So I was abroad for a lot of my bachelor's degree. Um, and I think because I was posting a lot of my travels uh, online, a lot of my friends knew about, I really like to travel and everything like that. So <laughs> Nick was like a friend of a friend who I was just like connected to randomly on Facebook. And he was the one who randomly sent me like, oh, Ivy has a cool program. And honestly, like I trusted him. I'm like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. And um, at that point in time, I think there's just so many options that you don't, you're, you graduate and you're like, do I need to do a master's? Do I need to work? Like, yeah. And I think the fact that he came to me, it was a sign for me. I'm like, okay, well, he thinks it's really good. I get to study abroad again another two times, work abroad. It's a really good school. I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to be around people that are going to push me. Okay. Sounds good. So it seems like the universe is conspiring in your favor again. And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about, uh, were you uh, aware of like the opportunities after you completed your master's or is this more like, hey, I'm going out, explore the world. Maybe I'll find myself <laughs> and, and maybe the universe will help again. Or, or what was that process like? Uh, yeah, I think. Honestly, I, I knew it was a good school as well. So even though the main selling point was the fact that I was going to get to, you know, go abroad again and work and study abroad and everything like that. I think the other thing that sold me was being around people who are also like that because I would learn a lot from them. Um, and then it was a good school, right? Like Ivy's a pretty well-known school. So I thought, okay, well, after I graduate from there, it's going to be a lot easier for me to find a job. Um, and at least I'll have that sure. on my record, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And then what was the experience after uh, graduating from the master's? Was it as expected? Was it as easy as you had thought <laughs> to land a job? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll walk you through that as well. So I, after, okay, while I was doing my degree, again, I was in Australia, then I went to Austria, like I was working in Nicaragua. So it's just all over the world, really enjoying uh, my time um, completing my master's. And I did do a couple of interviews yeah. here and there to uh, get a job after I graduated, but I was not really focused on recruitment um, at all. Mm. Uh, because obviously if you're in Australia, it's like go surfing or <laughs> like you just, yeah. So I really was like, okay, well, I'm only, I can look for a job for the rest of my life. I'm going to be working for the rest of my life, but when am I going to be in my early 20s in Australia with a bunch of people. Like I just, yeah, I sure. think I kind of um, focus more on like being present in the moment, living my, living the experience of doing my master's. And um, yeah, after I, I think I only started looking for a job like towards the end of my degree. So it was like April, hmm. May, and I was about to graduate. I'm like, okay, now I need to find a job because I'm going to go back home to Montreal and I'm not going to have a job. So I started looking 
uh, online for jobs. And I, I realized it was really hard to find a job. Like not a lot of, I wasn't getting a lot of calls back. And even if I got a first interview, like it was just a screening call and yeah, it just didn't work out. And I ended up being unemployed for six months after I graduated, which I don't know if a lot of people know that um, because, you know, now where I'm at, people don't really look back and like ask questions between the gaps. But um, yeah. yeah, I was unemployed for, for a while and it was really, really hard for me. Like It was a really hard time for me because I went from going back to back. I was being someone who was excelling in school and always had like a goal and a plan. And then after you graduate, it's like, what's next? You kind of just you don't know what the next like the next step in life is right so i struggled a lot yeah. and i was applying to like a huge range of jobs i didn't have like a clear focus on what i wanted to do either so i was applying to like random jobs in all different fields um and right. the the only way i got my job um my first job after graduation was by trying something different so i instead of just applying online mm. i walked into an open house and I spoke directly to the manager who was hiring. So that's why I landed mm. my first job in the uh, recruitment agency. Sounds good. So I think the lesson there is for folks that are graduating, like plan in advance a little bit, not just wait for April and yes. then convocation is, is in, in June and you're like, oops, because the, the job search does take a while. In my experience, it's usually like one to six months. You are on, yes. on the unfortunate six month side. <laughs> and sometimes when you go through the process, it, it is really daunting, really challenging, applying, not getting responses and things like that. So trying something different is, is definitely welcome. Um, and w that going up to someone and, and meeting with them, like did that, was that a spur of the moment decision? Was that like a planning decision or was it, was it like a blog post that you read or like, why did you decide to, to, to make that different uh, uh, approach? I think I was on just different job boards and I, I don't know. I just saw an ad saying open house this day. And I'm like, okay, well, I have nothing to lose. I've been applying online, not really um, <laughs> getting calls back or being successful. So let, let me just go in person, meet with them. And then maybe, you know, they'll change your mind or they'll want to meet me again. And that's exactly what happened. Like walked in, ended up speaking to the manager. Uh, she interviewed me on the spot, actually. And then they invited me for a second round interview. And then it was like within a week or two, I had I had the job, which was pretty crazy. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So from not a lot of activity to like, boom, boom, boom. And, and yeah. you'll start on Monday, that sort of thing. Right. So exactly. uh, that's amazing. And then you, you start this job and, and how was this experience versus well, you've already had some internship work experiences. How was a full-time job versus kind of like the three, four month or however many month uh, co-op and internships? Um, yeah. So from before I hadn't really had like a real internship, I would say I had an internship uh, at Disney World, which is basically like working in the parks. So it's not like it's an office type okay. job. Um, it's more like a fun summer job. Uh, and then my other internship was working um, kind of part of my degree. So you get the internship automatically. Uh, and it was in Nicaragua. Okay. So it was working on like a project that was kind of like for school, not really paid. Um, so going okay. into a full-time job, I think I had... Yeah, I put, I put a lot of like high expectations <laughs> um, for myself and I needed to like reach certain goals and try to excel in what I did. And um, it was really hard, honestly, that, that shift 
was difficult because um, even though you go to university, I feel like it doesn't always really prepare you for having an actual full-time job. Like there are certain skills right. like how to call clients or um, how to speak to them over email, um, word, words to use, um, how to recruit people, like just little details like that. My, my Both of my degrees were very broad um, and it's kind of like during the degree, maybe that was the time to kind of like pick your focus and try to gain as much as many skills and experience as you can. But at that point in time, I was kind right. of like, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. So I right. just took the broad <laughs> path. Uh, and then I ended up, yeah, when I graduated, I think I didn't really, I still didn't really know what I was doing. So. Hmm. So now on this path in, in this full-time job and you're still figuring things out and uh, that ultimately led you to, to Deloitte, would you say that this is kind of what you want to do and you've sort of figured it out <laughs> or is there still more to the journey and, and exploration that's happening? Yes, I would say I am exactly where I want to be. I'm really happy um, about the path that I took to get here because Obviously, if I hadn't gone through all of that, I wouldn't be where I was today. And I wouldn't want to really, you know, help students and make sure they didn't make the same mistakes that I made. And um, with everything I do on LinkedIn, like posting career content for students, that wouldn't have happened if I had failed a couple of times in my own experience. <laughs> so um, I'm really grateful for that. And I am where I want to be. And it's funny because my job really didn't exist until about two years ago. Like it's a new role. So hmm. it's funny that you can plan and plan and plan your whole life, but sometimes you end up in a job that you had no idea you would ever do. Um, especially when I got into campus yeah. recruitment, I didn't even know campus recruitment existed the year prior. So I didn't, I didn't know there was specific recruitment for students versus experienced hires versus you know, executives. Um, I just thought recruitment was recruitment. Right. And so every path you learn something new. For sure. Sounds like that we could do whole deep dive episodes on a whole bunch of topics, including like campus recruitment or even traveling abroad uh, about like finding your path and things like that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, as we kind of summarize kind of what we were talking about here, but uh, would you be able to share a couple of uh, the swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier? I know you've already mentioned a bunch of them already, but maybe to, to summarize a couple uh, or share some, some new ones that uh, you, you want to include. Yeah, sure. So I would say my top... <laughs> Like my number one advice to students when I talk to them is don't wait until after you graduated to look for a job. So most companies hire <laughs> okay. a year in advance for new grad roles. And a new grad role is a full-time job after you graduate. Um, and so I would say in September of the year before you're going to graduate, you should look for a job like actively this should be your number one goal is to find a job in September um, because we have a recruitment cycle usually in August September and then the other one in December January and that's when a lot of companies like big consulting firms um, banks um, you know CPGs like all all the big companies that you you hear about um, that's when they recruit so that would be my um, my swipe Sounds good. And you also, when we were talking off air, mentioned a little bit on, on 
consistency and doing things like could could you share a little bit more yeah. about uh, your advice on that side? Yeah, sure. So I think what I've learned uh, after working um, and going through my education is um, really the key to success is being consistent in what you're doing. I see a lot of people today, they try something out for a few days, a few weeks or a few months and it doesn't work out. They're like, ah, it's not for me. And they just drop it. Uh, But the thing is, if you continue in something and you really put consistent effort towards something, eventually you will succeed. Um, And I really try to be consistent in my day-to-day life because I realize how uh, important it is. Uh, I'm not always going to succeed right away. No one is going to succeed right away. Like you need to give, um, you know, you need, you need to give it time and you need to have a lot of patience. Uh, and so, yeah, even with me right now, I was posting on LinkedIn a bit and here and there and it was doing well. And then this year I said, okay, I'm for sure going to post at least once a week which was a lot for me, but uh, I, I, I told myself, I'm like, I need to be consistent. I need to do it for, um, I need to stay consistent even long-term. And if I want to continue to like build a personal brand on a platform, I need to be consistent. So that would be my other uh, swipe that I would tell uh, young professionals out there. For sure. And I'm sure a lot of profession, young professionals have benefited from that advice. So we thank you for posting and being consistent <laughs> on yourself. And what that reminds me of is, yeah, there is this tendency for a lot of folks to try new things and, and quote unquote fail because they don't continue mm-hmm. on that. Where uh, I, I think there's a bunch of quotes that come to mind as that there's uh, only one way to fail and an infinite number of ways to succeed, that sort of thing. And the only way to fail is really to just give up and, and not continue on. So continue on. And uh, there's the, the meme of like, I don't know, the, the diamond miner, the gold miner that with one more like oh, yeah. uh, pickaxe uh, hit, then then the gold is, is, is right there, the diamond or whatever it is. So you never know how close you are to, to success with a little bit of consistency. Um, and one tool that I've found uh, helpful is, is what I call the, the flavor of the month, where like ice cream shops have uh, like a feature flavor, strawberry, rocky road, whatever it is. Uh, but give yourself a, a flavor of the month where it might be posting like once a day, once a week, whatever it is. And for that period of time, be consistent and just slog through it, whether you feel like it or not, just just do it. And then eventually you'll get over that initial hump and you realize on the other side, wow, this is uh, amazing and awesome. So uh, a lot of great ad- advice uh, out there. Um, and obviously there, there's much more to be seen with all the content that you produce on, on LinkedIn. So definitely uh, follow, follow Rochelle and we'll uh, include all that information. But if folks want to reach out to you, uh, what would be the pl- best place for them to connect to? And I'd love if you shared some of your future aspirations, if you're willing to share. Sure. So if you want to connect with me, I would say uh, connect with me on, on LinkedIn. So my full name, uh, look me up, <laughs> Rochelle Demry. And um yeah, I would say make sure to always read people's intros before you connect with them and always send a personalized connection request. Sometimes when I get those random connections, I don't really know who you are or why you want to connect with me. So it's important to, you know, always read through my profile, look at my intro and then send me a message and I'd happily respond. Uh, and for my future aspirations, I would say um, I really want to, find joy in the everyday moments. Uh, that's really my, my aspiration in life because 
you can you can't always really plan everything that's going to come your way. I don't know where I'm going to be in in two years and five years and ten years, but what I know for sure is that I want to find joy. I want to be present in the. I want to be present in the moment, and I want to uh, you know help others and enjoy doing it. That's amazing. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely include all the connection information in our show notes, and we'll look forward to hearing more about your uh, adventures and and your the odyssey <laughs> that, that you're on, uh, and hopefully we'll get you back for a future episode, maybe talking about working abroad or, or studying abroad, at sure. campus recruitment, LinkedIn tips, building a personal brand, or all sorts of different things. So thanks so much, Rochelle, for sharing your uh, journey, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's fun. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at LukiDanu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.